All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Live Bullions. I'm joined, as always, by Costa. Sup. Sup. And uh, I guess this week, old friends of the podcast, old friends of ours, Blue Moon Games, currently working on their title, uh, Howling Point, and have just released their game on itch.io. Thank you, Fish, for nodding over there and the thumbs up. I've got that right. Uh, just released um, their... Epon- how do you pronounce that eponius eponymous their first game <laughs> lua available on itch.io right now um free and uh, accepting donations as itch games work <laughs> boys welcome thanks for the introduction <laughs> yeah oh, you're welcome thanks for, thanks for having us on thanks for having us this for a while now <laughs> we've been yeah. chasing you for for about six months probably more actually at this point to get you on this podcast yeah yeah i think it was sometime s- around october last year yeah it would have been yeah yeah i think it's been a year and they're here yeah i um can't not let michael get away with uh me saying that i believe there was meant to be a demo out last <laughs> november <laughs> and we did better we put a full game out <laughs> this is true you did you put a full game out and um, I hear you had some inspiration <laughs> behind why that was. Yeah, it's uh, because he kept uh, bugging me to uh, release something on Halloween. And, uh, well, we, we, we did it. You did it. And did you knock it out of the park or what? Um, everyone, go play Lua right now. It's a, it's, what? Uh, how long game is it? Like five minutes, ten minutes? Yeah, about, yeah, roughly about five minutes. Five minutes. Hey, if, you, if, you if you don't completely know, like if you never played a game in your life, it'll probably take you about half an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant it's a game. It's amazing. Yeah, you've got the the graphic style. It you know emulates the old PS one style graphics, the CRT filter. Um, just see Michael loving it right now that I'm just singing him praises like <laughs> more. Oh, this is all directed just at me. What about Jason? Yeah, and Jason. Jason's just sitting there politely. You're very. <laughs> Ominous. I think it's the camera angle. <laughs> yeah, it's the camera angle. That's it's like he's towering above. Yeah, I've, I've got to point it up to give me more power. You've um, what's it called? You've rosebudded this. Um, anyway, Lua. What was the um? Tell us about Lua and what was the inspiration? What's the story about? What's the inspiration behind all of it? This the narrative, the style, doing horror. Do you want me to take it? Yeah, you, so, you go ahead, Jay. You, you start off, and I'll, I'll, I'll go. Well, yeah, I guess, I don't know, the core roots of why we even done Lua from the start was, yeah, so going back to our bigger game, uh, Howling Point, you know, we'd been a bit burnt out working on a larger scale project, you know, gone through different rewrites of the story and just changing things up that we just wanted to, you uh, fish essentially came to me, one day in October, I was kind of like, yeah, we should just release a short game for Halloween, just an entirely new game. So we just thought we just looked up some game jams that were going on around that month and just decided to enter one and, yeah, happened to actually do a finished product from that. Um, initially, we entered Scream Jam 2021. That was the initial game jam we entered in, which is just it's essentially make any type of horror game. For Halloween, um, so there's no specific uh, like co- like theme outside of that. Um, so you know, we just we just kind of come up with a cool idea, something that we could actually realistically finish, like within t- a two two or three week time span. And we didn't actually finish it; we missed a deadline, so we, yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't did. actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we meant to yeah, we meant to be s- submitted like the week before Halloween, and we didn't make it. But, we couldn't even um, meet that deadline. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but we thought, yeah, you know, we're already committed to doing this much. Let's just finish it off. You know, no one's going to play this. Let's just, you know, put it out there and then we're done. We can say release something. Um, it, it was, it was then, yeah. yeah, it was more so just to get Alex off our back. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the creative director. I will take that title. Um <laughs> And how do you how do you feel coming back to of course to Lure in a sec? How how do you feel having taken that quote unquote break from Howling Point to now work on Lure? Do you feel 
like re-energized because it's it's a common problem like what you guys just mm. explained isn't like unique to your team it's a common problem of just burnout of just working on the one title for so long especially if it's your first title because you don't really have a, a metric mm. to go by of if you're doing everything right so do you feel more refreshed now it's probably one of the wise choices we've made you know since we've been doing game dev i would say <laughs> like it definitely yeah, yeah. releasing something to the public getting people to play and give feedback and has yeah completely probably revitalized like us it's, it's, and I know, yeah we kind of yeah. want to do more stuff in a similar style now just because we're like oh man like in this instant feedback and people are enjoying the game so it's yeah it's totally made yeah. us rethink our development I mean, I mean one thing it's opened our eyes on is that uh, we always had this idea that a game has to be a certain size for it to be you know enjoyed by people and just how small this is and seeing how much positive feedback we've gotten from it it's yeah it's kind of just made us look at howling point in a different sort of way and yeah has rejuvenated us into you know with new ideas for howling point yeah right i was gonna say are you are you now looking at making changes in howling point or what what are you like? Are you incorporating things that you've learned from uh, Lua and from the reception of Lua into Howling Point? And how how similar is it actually? Um, well, we haven't seen yeah. I mean, we, that yeah, much gameplay. I've seen some it's, screenshots it's, here it's and so, there, but yeah, yeah. I guess like Lua's release is just you know it was a few weeks ago, so like we haven't really jumped back into Howling Point development at, yeah. yet. But like a hundred percent, it's going to change like it's going to influence that project and we, mm-hmm. we're definitely going to be you know the project has like already dramatically changed in the last 12 months and like yeah i think this would definitely shape yeah whatever howling point ends up being in the end for sure has it has it made you want to like kind of like how you did lua you you know you set out here's one week two weeks or whatever of work and then we're just going to release it has it made you want to do that with howling point and just be like all right Two months done out, or is it a different sort of process? I think a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. We haven't yeah. probably haven't finalized our entire thoughts on it, but I think we would definitely consider reducing the the scope on the project and just trying to like nail a shorter experience. I guess now that we have the confidence that we've done it uh, with the, with Lua, I feel like we'd feel more confident releasing a smaller experience because yeah i know michael always had a bit more sort of concerns on yeah trying to d- put out to the public something that maybe wasn't like some game of some grand scale that was going to blow yeah. everyone away sort of thing mm. that's so it, it yeah yeah um no it was always like if i'm not enjoying it well no one else is going to enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing well that's true though you, you build it like if you're playing the game if you don't like it and you're you know sort of the intended audience and yeah other people might not enjoy it or yeah motivate you to like try to fix it or make it more fun or whatever so was it the two of you that worked on um lua is there anyone else in the team no it's uh, just us two yeah just us i guess we haven't actually just even said what lua is just yet but no no yeah we're gonna, yeah <laughs> it's, it's, take it away it's, it's, uh... <laughs> I guess, I guess just the You lure them in. Well, the one, our one-line synopsis is to make some money from an old man, you are asked to fish at the forbidden Shinto shrine. And there's not really too much other info you have to know, I guess, because it is such a short experience. It's, yeah, like I said before, like PS1-inspired graphics, short sort of... Uh, yeah, short horror experience. Uh, I, don't really want to go into I don't really want to go into too many yeah, details regarding what actually happens in it, just because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, very sort of, yeah. It's, it's narrative. Yeah. It's narrative focused. Narrative yeah, focused yeah. horror fishing game. The, um, I guess that's probably the summary. <laughs> and the reception you guys have had from it is incredible. Like um, the YouTube reviews that you've had and the Let's Plays and. I know speaking to both of you before, like you, you, you've been real surprised that, you know, that you would have gotten any any kind of review, let alone all the ones you're you're getting. Have you been 
finding them like constructive um have is there are you getting ideas for new games through them are people sending creepy messages that you're like this would make a great like note in another game <laughs> we've been getting uh like generally it's all been really positive feedback i mean we're getting some some people do say oh you know i wish it was longer or i wish i had um like these sort of mechanics in it and all that but um you know that and that those are all you know good constructive things that we're we're actually looking at pushing some sort of uh updates towards the game to fix these sort of issues that some people are having um what kind of issues Really, it's just minor, yeah. like, quality of life, like, features. Like, we'll, we just wanted to change up some part of the ending, which I can't talk about. Um, there were just a couple of things, like the cursor appearing at certain points and a couple, like, minor bugs like that that we just wanted to tidy up. But, yeah, I like, like, like Michael said, the best, we've probably gotten, I don't know, the, the kind of feedback you want, where it's people being like, yeah, I want more. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have just been like, I wish it was longer. Like I wish there was, and that's probably the, some of the most like positive feedback you can get for yeah. the type of game yeah. we made. It's kind of like a vertical slice, you know how people they say like make yeah. a game that's just like five minutes or whatever. It's like, and it just has everything that you know has the kind of environment that you're looking for in the in the in the overall game, the kind of character, the narrative, the sound, and 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 the sort of feeling that you get from the game. That's that's really cool. Um, and I saw you did a dev blog as well around the the sort of story and how it like well I guess the idea which is this picture which is really awesome mm-hmm. if uh, <laughs> listeners haven't seen it go yeah. check out um, the dev blog on itch.io but it's like these fish <laughs> fishing like, can you say for it humans. Spoiling it? <laughs> no, that's not really, really spoiler. You know I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler, unless we're talking about spoilers. Let's just talk spoilers. <laughs> We're talking spoilers. All right, everyone, if you haven't played Lua, pause the podcast right now, go play it. It takes five minutes, play it, and then come back. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, how did you how did you where did you come across the image? And like, <laughs> well I mean you could spoil it now. We, we, yeah. spoiled, we warned everyone. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um now but basically see Jason and I are big fans of this uh, manga author and um, writer who he basically tells all these like short stories that sort of get like concepts and turns it on its head so we're thinking of of, for this game jam telling a short story and um, Jason loves fishing in games like the fishing mechanics like Stardew Valley and stuff like that so he always wanted to do something you are the only one (laughs) I love it too don't get me wrong I love it too but Jason do you play Sega Best do you play best fishing or no, like, like you a, play dedicated fishing, the, a dedicated the... fishing game? That doesn't do it for me, but like a, another <laughs> game that has like a small fishing mechanic in it. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, Ocarina of Time. Animal Crossing, you know? Yeah. And um, so I had like these like big ambitious ideas for this small thing. And every time I'd like pitch it to Jason, he'd be like, no, it's too big. No, <laughs> no. And then, the yeah, I just thought, <laughs> I was just thinking of like, uh, so, so it's just flipping the whole idea of fishing on its head. And I was like, it, it sounded so dumb. That's why I said it first, which was a fish fishing for humans. <laughs> and, and yeah, just like that, Jason laughed just like that. Well, it's one of those moments where like we, we, we didn't, we weren't actually probably taking it that seriously. We're just kind of like, yeah, this is funny. Yeah. And then maybe like, yeah, a couple of minutes went by and then we were just kind of like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, this could be something. Like, that's, that's kind of creepy in a way. And so then I did some research on the internet to see if like, that concept has been done. And um, there was a... Is a cartoonist, Jason? Uh, yeah, I guess just like an illust- illustrator. Um, yeah, from like J.J. Granville. Yeah. Yeah. And he did yeah. something called... It was called Fish Fishing for Humans. And... <laughs> Like, we're just looking at the image. The image is humorous, but, like, you're looking at the actual fish on there, and they've got these, like, big grins on there. And, I don't know, it's just kind of... In a way, it's kind of macabre, thinking about how that... Uh, the whole concept of you getting taken by a fish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, so yeah, we're good with it being spoiled. I guess we've already spoiled it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Because um, the question I had with it, I was like, why why a head? Like, if, if fish are fishing for humans, um, you know, they, they're using like, uh, I don't know, burgers or uh, I don't know, something Leg- like that. Like- Lego set for you, Jack. Leg- <laughs> <laughs> I would take that every time. Every time I would take it. Um, I would be put in one of those like time loops to learn my lesson, and I never would. Um, yeah, like what? Why a chunk of a human? Maybe some deeper meaning. You're like yeah. you're, you're, you're. We did you're have another trying. let's player ask the same thing at the end, and I don't know if we had a good answer for it. To be honest, you're hunting. I think it was just, just intriguing. It just seemed like it's yeah, like an intriguing enough thing to have on the end. Of a fishing rod, and fishing it, I mean ca- mechanically, mechanically, it seems like it works. And every player in every let's play has been like, "What's that?" And you sort of exactly you know, hone in I on it. Perfect. You get, you yeah. get in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ending happened. It makes I mean, sense when you see it. Yeah, I mean, like narratively, I like to think that those body parts belong to the last mm. person that played the game. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Mm. That's yeah. like um. What's that game, Costa, that uh, that John worked on? Um, the one by Chris Johnson. And oh, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. We did speak about this one, I think, maybe. Yeah. When we were. Yeah. Like uh, it, like the last person yeah. who played uh, leaves yeah, the message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It feels a bit like that. That's cool. I like that. Very um, meta. So, th- so this, is, this counts as like your first, I guess, release title. And then you've had this feedback. So you've gone through this, mm. this process. Would you recommend this process for other people of... Um, putting out a game as quick as you can, learning the mistakes. Like like these quality of life tweaks you're talking about, I almost wouldn't even fix them because I think that kind of adds to the charm of a, a game jam kind of mm. title. And mm. even those creepy pastas that say, oh, this game that I was haunted game I played wasn't quite finished and something like mm. that. Like it adds to the yeah. charm. Well, that's what, yeah, we're definitely not like just polishing like, yeah, the game in its entirety. We're just like, yeah, a couple of small things. We want to do it. Like there is, there is some, there is some unle- some leftover like mechanics in there. That some people have found not many that we just kind of didn't take out. Like there is a couple other just yeah strange occurrences that can happen. Where like I guess because we're talking about spoilers, yeah. Like there's certain scenarios where you can just regularly fish up body parts. I've only seen a couple of let players do it, <laughs> but we just I just yeah, forgot, yeah awesome. we I, we initially had that plan for the games that we. Would, That'd be more a part of the game, yeah, part of the mechanics, but we sort of ran out of time. But it's still in there. So it's we, still possible we, to, to be able to do yeah. it if you do a certain... You have to leave that in. You have we, to. We, like, we, yeah, we I, I was like, do I leave it in there or do I take it out? I'm not too sure because it's just... <laughs> we, we, I, I actually had a friend that was like to me like, oh, yeah, so I've, I've got two fish and then I've got like a head and a torso. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't get heads and torso. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did actually know it was I, left in there. I think, yeah, as well. And then I was just messaging Jason. I was like, "This guy reckons he got a head and a torso out of the water." This guy's full of shit. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Here's a wing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's only been one or two people that have, we've seen. Yeah, like our friends. They've actually known. Like one YouTuber who done a let's play also discovered it. But it what nearly yeah surprisingly ninety nine percent of players have played it exactly as we intended people would play it. Yeah. It, even what, right down to going to like, yeah, like going to to the exact jetty we want them to go to, then going <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah. I I, I watched those videos and I, I played exactly like that path. <laughs> I did the exact path. Yeah. Did not go out and wander. I mean, yeah, not that's like, like that. this expansive game where there's heaps of options. There's a few different ways you could do things in it. Yeah, like, yeah. I know it's been interesting to see that most players. Yeah, play what's out. It, what, What's way. it been like having all that all that reception? Like just seeing it. What what's the feeling like watching all these people? Like it's so many reaction videos. Yeah. Like I've been like following the um the post that and it's, it's just so many. I mean, yeah, as we said, we literally released a thinking no one like would play this game, and then I don't know. We just started seeing those reactions coming in. It was all it was just like a strange feeling. Just people reading out. Yeah. Like yeah, our dialogue and playing through, and we're kind of like, wait, wait, wait. We didn't actually like prepare for this. We didn't bug. We didn't like test enough for this. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> but yeah, and, it's just yeah, it's just being crazy how much everyone 
I don't know. It's just been enjoying it like way more than we've. Yeah. Yeah, and there was that. That was, yeah, and there was that super interesting comment you had um, shared, uh, Michael, around the uh, the person with their their grandfather or something. Yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. Do you have that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, read it out. That's the one I was referring out. to as the. This could go in another game or something. <laughs> I have it up if you want me to read it. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a J? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. This is a bit unexpected. But do you want me to read the whole thing? <laughs> Yeah, give it a read. Uh, it says, <laughs> I live in a land filled with Shinto and Buddhist shrines, so I see a desolate place like in this game. It's both odd and fascinating. My granddad, a businessman, always found refuge in going to the countryside and getting his rod out and fishing for hours on end. In a weird way, this made me think of him. Needless to say, the ending has nothing to do with the good, the good man. <laughs> I sincerely appreciate the twist at the end because I didn't see it coming. I tend to see a lot coming. You succeeded in following me, and that's something not many achieved. You did a lot in a little space. Loved it. Kudos to all involved. That's such a cool comment. So that- <laughs> What's your? That's like to me. It seems like some villain, like super villain, is commenting and yeah. writing it. Did you see the second, the follow up comment though? No. What was the follow up? So it says the follow up comment is a butterfly flaps its wings in the Pacific. Next, a badass hurricane ruins the New Orleans. Life itself is complex, but the above condenses it into something comprehensible and much easier to understand. You guys just focus on making a great game so men like me have an enjoyable time playing them. So in this That's awesome. case, return to some sweet memories of the past. Enjoyment itself is immeasurable and difficult to express in mere words, but I thank you from the bottom of my heart for the lovely time I had playing Lua. That's beautiful. Well, so, that's beautiful. Yeah. Are you guys the butterfly? There's some things I'm not too sure about. When they, yeah, to what's what. What, are, what a comment to get on a, <laughs> yeah, on a game jam, you know, like that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of summed it up in terms of just, I don't know, we just didn't expect the game to connect. Like, hey, this guy connected with on a completely different level, but even just like mm. small levels of just people just enjoying the atmosphere or liking the twist at the end. We just didn't expect it to connect with people as well. It feels as like did. a game that Markiplier is going to play. Like, it's his, it's all up his alley. Markiplier, <laughs> if you're listening, we know you are. <laughs> Give this a game. Um, I, know, and, uh, I know Mike would be so- happy with that. Yeah, but but just wait till we put the quality of life improvements in. <laughs> ah, you shouldn't just leave them. Leave them as is. Uh, do what you want, but I said leave them as is. Um, what what was the like inspiration with it being a Shinto shrine? Oh, that, also, that goes... what's forbidden about it? Is it forbidden to fish in the Shinto shrine? Is it forbidden to go near the Shinto shrine? That's it's up to you, Alex. <laughs> too many questions. See, the game, if that was me in the game. The game would be over in five seconds because I go, it's forbidden. I can't go there. The old man would be like, go fish over there. And I'd be like, you're trying to get me in trouble. You are the peer pressure I was warned about. Just takes uh, his hands off the controls. Yeah. <laughs> Walks away. Just, just leaves the, t- yeah. the, the computer screen on. Yeah. I know a pirated game when I see one. <laughs> but yeah, why, why Shinto Shrine? Uh, I think that just goes back to like our love for... Japanese culture and particularly Japanese horror as well. So, yeah, like that I was said just... before, like yeah, the manga artist Junji Ito, like, is a big inspiration for us. So we were in that mindset when we were trying to first come up with the idea. So, it just sort of naturally came to us as a setting we'd like to put the game in. Is that the spiral? It is. Artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Fish has shown me some wild stuff of his. <laughs> It's good that you can like absorb it and you know make something out of that, like totally different out of you know something he's made or whatever. I take it and I just have nightmares. I can't do any of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, it's always been the type of games you know we wanted to make, like the type of games we enjoy playing. Yeah, sure. Games that sort of like, flip a narrative on its head, or I don't know, yeah. Not like I necessarily think- just sort of straight up horror, sort of killing zombies, but something a bit more sort of. Yeah, psychological or I, war breaking. I was going to say, like um, 
uh, Hideo Kojima's PT is another good influence. Like, mm. it doesn't, uh, like, it's telling you a story, but doesn't give you all the, like, the details. So you're just sort of, like, putting, you know, what you what you think is happening together yourself, you know? Yeah. What's, um, is that, is, uh, is the influence, what are the influences for um, Howling Point? Is it similar? Into, like, is it, I mean, I don't think we've spoken a lot about the plot or anything of it, um, but is it horror as well? And, and also, yeah, what, what influences it? Um, Jay, do you want to take this or you want me? Yeah, like, as, <laughs> I, I can take it. Um, as I said, like, our, a lot of our, the types of games we make are in that, like, that, that sort of vibe. So, like, we do have, like, a lot of similar influences for Howling Point as well. But I guess that one maybe was initially focused a little bit less on direct horror. It was a bit more sort of psychological, um, a bit more exploration-based as well, that one, rather than just sort of being like jump scare focused or something like that. We wanted to like really tell a strong, longer-form narrative with Howling Points. So, like, yeah, it still would have been Junji Ito, but other things like like any David Lynch sort of films. Um, what else would... Am I missing anything else? Like, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Like, yeah, Silent yeah, that's Hill a big one. Definitely would, was a big, yeah, big inspiration for us as well. So listeners might not have seen um, what is you're referring to with uh, Howling Point and at one stage was called um, Burden because I don't know if there's much of it online. What What is what is the game? What does it look like? What What's the style? So Howling Points, it's a, I hesitate to say third person. It's more like a isometric exploration horror game. Uh, essentially, a player lands on an abandoned island and needs to uncover like why he's there. I sort of can't really go into too many other details at that point, but yeah, like mm. focused on yeah exploration, exploring like a vast like island landscape. Yeah, just, mm. yeah, performing sort of yeah like puzzle solving and not like any sort of direct like heavy combat or anything like that. More sort of focus on like a psychological narrative experience. Yeah, right. And from mm-hmm. what I hear, like these, uh, um, like the horror community. They seem to just rally around, like all these games. Like they don't seem to just be like, oh, "I'm a fan of this t- certain type of horror." Like they all just know about, especially if they come out through itch and stuff like that. Like there's whole communities that, mm. um, from what I've heard, aren't like many other gaming genre communities. Like, so if you keep yeah, putting out sure. these horror um, games, yeah, you get a name. Mm. Yeah, but specifically like that retro style PS1 community is like a really popular. Like community for that indie space at the moment. Like, uh, yeah, and I guess there's something, I guess, just about those, I don't know, about like that older style that just seems to still resonate with people. Yeah. Is Howling Point, like that. Is Howling Point have that style as well? That old school PS1? It's a, bit, it's a hybrid. So it's, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit different from Lua, where it's that sort of full, uh, sort of going for like a PS1 look to it whereas howling point is yeah somewhere in between like a more modern stylized indie game and sort of a callback to something of the ps1 era Mm. so a little bit a little bit less sort of rough compared to yeah what sort of lure is like and the team uh so howling point obviously it's, it's it's both of you but then you also had some other people help out with some of the assets and things like that was it for Howling Point? Howling Point, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for Howling Point, yeah, me and Michael were the, the two sort of core team members, but yeah, we have um, we've had up to like three different other team members helping us out on that project as well. Um, so on music and yeah, art. One of the things I think that um, those PS1 style graphics and stuff, I think why it makes those games so creepy is um like there's there's been a whole bunch of videos popping up on my YouTube feed I think for like the past year saying um like why Mario 64 is so creepy 
um, why the old <laughs> N64 games are so creepy. And um, it's because, like, what they always keep going back to is that it's because the limitations of the hardware. They, like, make these giant areas, you know, that are meant to be filled with people, but there's no people in there. And there's just, like, one video that Colt refers to as, like, liminal spaces, which is, yep. like, yep. the space between your goal, like, where you are and your goal. Um, like, it feels like everyone's just disappeared. Like, mm. those games just seem to have this really creepy vibe to them, even though they can be Super Mario or Zelda, and they're not necessarily mm. creepy games. But you just feel so, like, isolated and alone just playing. Yeah, there's, like, an aura to, like, those, mm. like, yeah, those, like, older games where... Yeah, like I know what you mean, like exactly. Like even if there was just like something that in one of those older games that was kind of like a glitch or something unexpected, it was just like a something that's just creepier about yeah. those old style games. Another thing I guess that comes into yeah. those old graphics as well is like is a trademark thing of you know once you reveal a monster, like it's no longer mm. scary, and like yeah. having that sort of more obscurity to the graphics, and you know it's not something that's picture perfect kind of leave it up to the player's imagination a bit more as so well it's, it's kind, it's kind, kind of, of like, leans into that like yeah. those old style graphics as well it's like what if what if lua had a you know hd 4k <laughs> realistic yeah, fish get george lucas to remaster it get the fish to blink <laughs> for that half a second you see it um also i think it's probably like nostalgia probably plays a role in it because you know back i mean i don't know how how the kids these days how they see these ps1 <laughs> style graphics but um you know when when we were playing these games we weren't connected by the internet there wasn't a lot of forums you could go on to discuss things or if there was they just lied about what was in a game <laughs> um and you and then so mixed with the lies of what people would be like oh yeah you know luigi is in the game or whatever um mixed with I swear i heard that i swear i heard that it was yeah yeah, yeah. Was, was it l is real or something l is real 2401 <laughs> yeah. believe me i collected 2401 coins and he is not there <laughs> um Oh, I did everything. I, I did the, oh, while Luigi is in Mario Kart 64, you just have to, um, I forget what you have to do, like ace every every level, every yeah. map in one sitting and he'll appear. Yeah. And then yeah. I look at it after. I'm like, the, the character screen isn't laid out for nine characters. What are you doing, Alex? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, you know, people just straight up lying on the internet. But it's also how you remembered stuff like oh i could have sworn there was like what do they call it the, the mandala effect you know mm. so maybe mm. like nostalgia plays a role in the creepiness of it too but yeah, yeah for sure. if, you, if we ask kids these days they might just be like it's creepy because it looks funny i don't know <laughs> yeah i guess we sort of directly ask like i don't know i guess someone who would have grew up later on like why they would find it scary like we have we've had plenty of younger people play it um yeah, so guess, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to find out just what it's I like mean, as someone who didn't grow well, up in that era. When mm. I showed my brother the game, he was like, "Why are the graphics so bad?" <laughs> <laughs> he like he didn't understand the concept of it. it, was, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, what, it, what what's the frame rate of that game? Does it stay true? Like, does it stay true to the old frame rates, or is it like a thirty or sixty FPS? Uh, I think it does. Look, I probably can't say 100%, but essentially we're using like a PSX pipeline, um, which essentially gives gives that boilerplate to project a little bit with some of those uh, stylistic choices. And I, I'm pretty sure I need to double check it, but yeah, frame rate is definitely like a part of that. But I can't say for certain if it's that's yeah, if it is locked at, at a certain rate. Because I've heard that with. Um younger kids today when they play old playstation games or nintendo games the frame rate to them is too slow back then so they're like uh, i don't see what you guys are seeing where like if we go back and play it we don't really notice it. i don't know if that's true if someone just straight up lied to me but <laughs> i heard that's the thing so i was wondering if like if if that's if those two go hand in hand if you have those old style graphics you have to limit the frame rate otherwise it's just too jarring or that's I can't really say 100% because I'm not... No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure yeah, what 
yeah, what it specifically is in our game and sort of, yeah, if there's a connection to it. Yeah, sure. Um, and my fault, I, I took us off uh, Howling Point and <laughs> went straight back to Lua. Right. Lua's, more, game so Lua's, much. Lua's more exciting at this current time, still in yeah. its first month. So. How did you guys get creeped out by playing Lua? Oh yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I did. It, I it, did something different though, Colin <laughs> Costa. No, I think it's yeah. I mean, even the um, the like you mentioned, like the aura or the environment, like you like really roped, you know, lured me in, like you know, <laughs> pun intended. But you know, it roped me in. Like I was, I was into it, and I wanted like, and when it finished, I was like, oh. I want more, you know, I was in the same thing. And, and even when I see the videos like that people have posted on your, on your itch, it's the same thing. I see people like getting into it and they're really into it mm-hmm. and then it ends and they're like, oh, like I want more. So, no, I was definitely, yeah, it was, I got scared and I was in like really into it as well. I, um, I, I was doing the fishing as you were supposed to do. But then I started spamming the button when I turned around and uh, I was fishing backwards. <laughs> so, I saw the head pop you just, up. You just had to break the game, didn't you? I Alex? didn't mean to. Um, but I was like, that's cool. I, I like that, it, that I could have done there's, that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a video of, of a Let's Play who does that. They're like, I'm going to yeah. turn around just to make sure nothing goes up behind me to scare me. And so, yeah, right. But they're not paying attention to where the waterfall is. Uh, oh sure yeah so they don't actually see it no <laughs> another thing it taps yeah. into is the the whole creepy pasta genre and i know you and me michael we've had a bunch of conversations on <laughs> creepy pastas <laughs> yeah. that have had an impact what i'd like to know what are some of the creepy pastas that you guys have just been influenced by because it's yeah it's in there it feels like um uh there's you started and yeah go on no 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 um Get me started, go on, Alex. I was going to say, I know that one one of the ones that you always refer to is the cinema. Ah, uh, yeah, that's uh, that. It's not as it's not as scary to read, but someone made a sort of like like a PS One game based on that story. Um, if anyone can find that game, I think it's called uh, the Cinema. Um, and yeah, that's that's a that's a creepy one, but. The one I'm uh, thinking of, which is a re- it's actually a really short story, but it's an example of something that you could do that, um, you know, it's short, but it has like a like a little bit of a jump scare listening to it, which is, uh, it's called the light switch. There's this kid, he goes down the stairs, um, his parents tell him to turn on the incinerator, and the basement is just pitch black dark, so as he's running towards where the light switch is, he hears a voice down there say to him, I'm going to get you. So he sprints to the light switch and turns it on. And then he hears like a, a visible, like a sigh, like the monster didn't get him. And then he does it again, has to turn on the incinerator and the monster chases him again, but he turns on the light switch and the monster disappears. And then the third time he goes down the stairs, has to turn on the incinerator and he goes to where the light switch is because the monster chase him, and it just ends with the light switch is not there anymore. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Why is this family burning so much stuff? And why do they send the kid down there? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty lazy, aren't they? Turn <laughs> <laughs> the incinerator. Surely yeah. give, give him a torch or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to know what he's burning first. <laughs> Like, why can't they just go out on the curbside rubbish? Like, and why are they sending the kid down? Is it because he's not compl- complicit or something? Um, okay. Yeah. What about you, Jason? I'm not sure if I can recite a creepypasta as fluently as Michael just done, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of my, like, a lot of the creepypastas I've sort of read or sort of got have been, yeah, from, yeah, Michael sort of passed it on to me and it, and I've been like, I and like I've enjoyed plenty of them, but I don't know if I can specifically record, like, being able to say them off the top of my head, um, like, unfortunately. But, no, I mean, like, that's, I, yeah, that's, it's understandable. <laughs> that, whole, that, whole, that whole sort of, yeah, like, we consume a lot of horror related media. So, like, yeah. <laughs> whether that's like, yeah, you like YouTubers telling stories or creepypastas, uh, yeah, movies, Alex. TV shows, like, yeah. 
Mm. Alex, I was going to say, you're a fan yes. of the um, Jorah's Mask one. Oh, the bend round. Yeah. yeah, oh, that, yeah. that does not end well for me. <laughs> What's this one? I haven't heard it. Oh, it's um, it's a really good one. Like, I was read, I read the whole thing, watched all the videos while I was sleeping out at a friend's place years ago because I couldn't get to sleep. And sure as shit, couldn't get to sleep after that. <laughs> um, it's... Oh, it's the classic, oh, I found a game at a garage sale or something like that, and it's a possessed copy of Zelda Majora's Mask, and it's already got <laughs> yeah. these file names on it, and chaos ensues. I won't, I won't give any more. Like, it's really good. Um, it's like it's worth, if you can find the original um, blog does of it, end, it happening. Does it end with you waking up and there's like the, the moon looking at you or something like that? No, it does not. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> Um, I thought, I thought like there's a there's a few in that sort of realm of like haunted video game. Like there's like a Pokemon Black one from back oh, in the day, where yeah. that was like a. I know obviously there is a Pokemon Black now, but like before. Yeah, I remember that, that one back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that's Chaos right. Like or something. It, it was the one that was like it was making kids commit suicide or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like, it would, yeah, it would emit a noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the one. yeah now there is, a, as Costa said, there is a Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's um that other one you were telling me about, Alex, which it wasn't it's not like creep fast, it's actually a real thing. It's the I think it's the Sonic sound check or whatever. Oh, that's uh, nuts, yeah, yeah. that one. What kind of human What's being that? thinks this is a good idea? Like <clears throat> I need to hear that one. Oh, just that. Yeah, go, uh, YouTube Sonic as as Fish said, Sonic um sound check. Sound check, all right. I'll look it's it up it's like you know, back in the day you would enter codes in like, I don't know if it was a Dreamcast thing or PlayStation thing, but they would have like the soundtracks to the game inside the game. Mm. And it was, you enter these different numbers and you get it. And one just takes you to this weird, um, like the music is weird. It Sonic's mm. face has been replaced by some, someone with like, I feel like he's got like a mustache or something. Like yeah. it's just this weird face. And then it's got this Japanese writing on it. that says something about dreams and, the person that put it in there was like yeah. it's like supposed to be inspirational or something <laughs> yeah, it's just come yeah. off as like this creepy weird thing <laughs> <laughs> and games can't really get away with that it's... now like that's like that was definitely yeah. that sort of error yeah. Oh, like, yeah I used to... like just creepy actually, things yeah. being hidden inside of games like that actually I wanted to like, ask you guys about this one right um, this isn't a creepy pasta but I just think it's just creepy in general someone shared this on on uh, LinkedIn, that uh, the new Far Cry, they're um, rele- they they email you if you stop playing the game, and they say, "I thought you could have done better than this," and they show your playtime hours, and then after it, it's the the bad guy, whatever his name is, saying, "Thank you for basically giving me the country. Um, it will be in safe hands." And people are getting really pissed off about this. They're like, "You're bullying me outside that, of the game." That is a hundred percent something that's come out of like a like a marketing department. Like, <laughs> hey, we can solve this player retention by sending emails out that does this, that, the other. Yeah, thinking it'd be funny, but Sh- yeah, that is a bit weird. Surely we can have yeah, that in Lula, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you only played it for five minutes. <laughs> I thought yeah. you could do better than this. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even fish for the the body parts. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's the fish at the bottom. Like <laughs> we got, we won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Thank you for handing the fisherman yeah, over to me. Yeah. <laughs> it will be in good hands. But um, yeah. I mean, that's that's because we were talking about this on the last cafe bullions. No, no, we, we were talking about on the last live bullions with um Dan Thorsland that it's not so much the games that are bad, it's the marketing mm. that seems to go too far. And like yeah. this pops up the next day. It's just so creepy. Mm. Your playtime as Extremely. well. Yeah. And it says like your name in the, I it mean, says your name in the subject and it says like, um, I'm disappointed in you. It says like, I'm <laughs> disappointed in you because it's written by the perspective of the bad guy who then thanks you. I mean, I, I, I think that's, it's more so the execution of it because I know PlayStation does a thing where, like, at the end of the year, it tells you your playtime on every game, and then, like, it congratulates you for it, which isn't as creepy, but... Like... <laughs> That's not, yeah. It was like Spotify <laughs> telling you what you listen to. Yeah. You know, yeah or if, like, say, Google yeah. just told you at the end of the year everything you searched for. <laughs> 
Like there's a time and a place. <laughs> Weird statistics of like the latest time you've searched. Well, have you seen how Google emails you e- Google emails you and they're like, oh, you're, um, you walked this far this month. Do you want to see the places you walked? And it's like, this is just mm. a weird flex. Like, I don't want to. Why would I want to know where I've been this month? I know I've where I've been this month. That. It's just threatening yeah. you that it knows where you are. There's a whole, I think it's, I think it's called Google timeline. You go to it and it actually tells you exactly where you've been. Like it, tr- like day by day, you can go back four years ago. And it'll tell you where you went on like a Tuesday, you know, in July or something like exactly where you walked. It's very creepy. Very weird. That's Should weird. be a game on that. Yeah. <laughs> next short experience. Yeah, can you fit this into the- um, <laughs> To the next game, Jim. <laughs> the Blue Moon Universe. Oh, can you call it the Blue Moon Universe? That yeah. is- We can save that one for later. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. If you don't like it, Jason, just say, I don't like it. <laughs> Um, what what kind of uh, what game would you do if it wasn't a horror? Like, what kind of genre would you want to explore? Um, I mean, I, I'd like to do a uh, a western. Yeah, like a like a rhythm spaghetti western game. That's what I like. Rhythm. Yeah, because like you know those that genre is just all about the music in it. So yeah, that's my idea. Is okay. it like? Are you thinking of like a? Huh? Are you thinking of like a um, a standoff between two cowboys and then they're like battling off? Yeah, like, gu- sort of like, like Guitar gu- Hero. Yeah, sort of like Guitar Hero, but like two cowboys. Yeah, doing that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> what about you, Jay? Um, yeah, if I was making just a, a game purely just on what I don't know, I guess I would. If it wasn't a horror. It, it'd have to be a 3D platformer, I think. But that's that's like my childhood genre that I've always been most fond of is like those classic sort of N64 platformers and PS1 platformers. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I'd love to be able to make something like that. But I, I know there'd be yeah a lot of challenges like in that realm of like 3D platformers. That's why I didn't see too many of them. Um, but That'd be yeah. that. Yeah. That's that's kind of come back, hasn't it? That's like are you talking like Banjo Kazooie kind of uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Super Mario sixty four. Mm. Well, it's definitely going through that. You know, there's that indie cycle of you know, depending on your age, you sort of you know had the big boom of lots of two D platformers and Metroidvanias and all that. But you know, now we're sort of in you know people who grew up with the N sixty four or PS one uh, you know of age of where they're developing games. So now you know, developing games that they played from their childhood. Um, and because I guess making 3D games is becoming you know, easier and easier um, over time as well, more accessible. So just probably more opportunities in that space to make, yeah, 3D games in that vein. Yeah. I wonder what the next uh, retro by that standard is. It's like, like PS2 era. Now probably maybe that's like the next wave. Open world like Grand Theft Auto. Like that, yeah. that was the next big landmark after that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it gets a bit fuzzy after that. PS1 yeah. and 64 I feel like <laughs> in terms of yeah, it was cl- it was clear it was like 2D <laughs> jumped to 3D. You know what yeah. I mean? And then it just kind of muddled. It was like yeah. HD, and then I don't know better. Gra- I don't. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if um, the whole blockchain just makes us develop into a, a whole new genre of playing games because it's affected the web like you know they're now calling it uh web 3.0 and shit like that because it's just completely changing the way people like work online um and you know we see that now with games with um uh what are you calling it what like the nft style games and stuff like that like this seems to be like a not the new frontier but it seems to be a new frontier and if it catches mm. on, then does all this stuff become retro? True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some's good. Some is good. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, there's such there's so many pockets of like niche things. Just like with, just like how Lua was with you know it's like PS One horror games. Like that's a niche, but it's like mm. got a whole community mm. around it. Like it's yeah. So it'd be cool. That, sorry, it'd be on. cool to see. I was gonna say it'd be cool to see like if you could port Lua over to the PS One. 
<laughs> yeah. Put that out there to your to yeah. to the fans or something. Like if anyone knows how to do something like that, if if you guys don't want to do it, if you get a fan one to do it. You do see people so do cool. projects like that every once in people a while. People do that. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, I see yeah. a lot of Kickstarters yeah. with like uh, Dreamcast games and all that stuff. That's so cool. Like get it actually working on a PlayStation. Mm. Yeah. That, that can be the physical launch of Lua. That yeah. would be cool. <laughs> it's like, you know how there's um there's two games that they had a layer of, I don't know what, on the disc, but it made it smell. So I think it was a Gran Turismo game or a racing game. I think it was a Gran Turismo game. It would gonna, smell like burning rubber. I was just going to say, oh. man, that's just your games, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my PlayStation was on fire. And I just happened to be playing, uh, yeah, Gran Turismo. Um, oh, I'm really there. No, um, there was that. And then there was, I don't know, some other shooting game. And there's like a layer of some kind of, I don't know what. But yeah, it heats up from the laser. And then that one started smelling like blood. Oh, and they wow. only did it on two wow. games because, um, yeah, people thought one that their PlayStation <laughs> was on fire, and two, who wants to smell blood? That's but so um, weird. I, I employ think, that um, into it; it could smell like fish, <laughs> <laughs> like Michael, or <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like his aftershave. <laughs> you think you just walked into the room? You're looking around. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, I'll physically say that uh, message that Ubisoft is sending everyone. But <laughs> like, I thought you could do better yeah. than this. <laughs> you open the email, you just smell them. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's all those. It's those that, that stuff goes hand in hand with those retro graphics. Like the '90s was like the Wild West for um, testing so much marketing stuff like that, like such dangerous stuff mm-hmm. on the kids. Like everything in the '90s was holographic or fluorescent or smelt like something or <laughs> like you look at all your favorite childhood foods and they get recalled because there was some toxic ingredient in there and it goes hand in hand with the retro graphics. I think I think Earthbound had some sort of like like smell sticker marketing thing and like the tagline for it was like this game stinks. Anyway, no wonder why the game <laughs> bombed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're right, though. I mean, uh, like, people do these. Yeah, I think we've we've spoken about it on the podcast before. Like, we've had um, uh, from Tinker and Spell, um, Anthony, like Anthony, and he and 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 he was talking about how like he was you know exploring like doing a board game and the game itself, and then you know you know doing um, figurines and all this sort of stuff, like sort of building around the game. is that like, do you guys think that would be something you'd look at in the future? Like being that it's narrative driven, you know what I mean? Like you could do, and you've got like a passion in, you know, Japanese um, books and that sort of stuff. Do you think that would be something that you could look at or you'd be interested in looking at? I feel like a comic book would go well to like Lua or some sort of, mm. you know, something in that universe. Like a prologue. Yeah, like a manga mm. prologue. That's cool. I mean, it'd be, yeah, it'd be like awesome. I, I don't know yeah. sort of how like achievable it is for us in like the near future, but I, I guess we both come from not game, it's like design fields, so like I don't know I guess we just kind of bring those experiences with us. So like I could potentially, just, yeah, I wouldn't sort of rule it out like us ex- expanding any of our experiences sort of beyond game form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know like even a common exercise, and then we've sort of like have designed a game is like we've built like a board game version of it first before mm. implementing yeah. it. Like that was, we done that a few times with some of our early prototype games was yeah. Part of like the game design process was building like a physical board game version first, like out of paper and stuff lying around. Yeah. Yeah. It really is the, um, the, the narrative driven stuff seems to be the ace up your sleeve in in this case because a lot of games that are that come out they don't have a you know a narrative focus so like leaning into that like there's some ones that coming up on the you know adelaide discord game developer discord and stuff like that and um i think because yeah a lot of people don't have like a narrative writer or something like that to tap into in their team that they go more for the gameplay route but if you can if you can use that to your full 
advantage, your full potential of narrative driven, like some cool meta stuff happening, not as in the meta, meta as in, you know, as <laughs> what Costa's saying, comic books mm. or, um, you know, pseudo interviews and, and, and stuff like that to like mm. build that kind of stuff. But um, do you want, would you want Blue Moon to be known as the horror PS1 style or would you just want to be known as the horror style or are you, is it open to anything? I think it predominantly horror style. I don't think it needs, to, uh, yeah, I definitely don't think it needs to be sort of PS1. Strongly yeah. tied into PS1 like at all. Like we're sort of open to, I wouldn't, yeah, there's plenty of games that have scared me that aren't like PS1 style graphics. <laughs> so like I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, like 100% open to any type of graphical style or gameplay. I think, but yeah, like the Blue Moon, like as a brand, like has always been, yeah, like horror, like focused. It's always, it's always been the type of, yeah, like the type of stories we wanted to tell. Like, yeah, it's all mm. Blue, Blue Moon essentially existed from when we were in high school. And okay. yeah, we've always yeah we've always wanted to like tell stories in like a that horror sort of style. So yeah, I think it'd always be horror. <laughs> so you, you mentioned before that um you guys don't have game development backgrounds. How long have you guys been working together for, and what is your backgrounds? Um, Do you want to go? Okay, I, yeah. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, I really need to aim these quite when we have more than one guest on Costa. I really got to aim <laughs> yeah. these at. <laughs> um, so my background is in filmmaking. So uh, I've been to university, studied film, done some short films, did some commercials. And what I've learned from doing all that stuff is that I, I, I very much enjoy telling stories and... Um, I feel I have a knack for it, so I'm not to toot my own horn, but um, that's that's something I and I, I enjoy t- um, having people listen to them and like you know react to them and tell me all those sorts of you know give me feedback to that. Um, but uh, we've uh, we've been working together on like trying to make a game for what was it like maybe six or seven years, Jason. I guess maybe, maybe like conceptually in terms of just being like, hey, let's make a game. Yeah, yeah, probably, like that. Yeah, like that sort of level like concept has probably existed for yeah that time frame. Probably like actually digging deeper into it. I mean, like let's do this. I think maybe about three or four years. Yeah. Um, but as I said, yeah, from back in high school days, we've always wanted to create stuff so yeah. like really it stems back from back then um that's where and your background's in like programming jason yeah I, I guess my regular day job is as a software developer um yeah right. but more sort of predominantly focused on i guess the design aspect of it so like a lot of front-end web and app development so yeah, yeah, that's sort of yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a yeah. So we just sort of jump into game programming a lot easier just because I already have background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you've got thing. it's this duo. So you have got the left side and the right side of the brains sort of thing. The creative, the logical. You can pump out. Is the left the logical? <laughs> I think the left's meant to be creative. I think I think they've proven though that's a bunch of bull. But um, I'm seeing I'm seeing here on my screen I got Jason on the right and I got Michael on the left. Is that <laughs> well? Yeah, the left is meant to be the creative <laughs> side of things. Oh wait, no, maybe it's the right. I can't remember. I don't know, but I know the thing they say. But then people say it's not real. Mm. Oh, you broke it, Costa. It's falling apart. Um, one thing I'd said uh, that I'd have to bring up is um, the the uh, cover art for the um, SAFC. <laughs> when you guys won the grant <laughs> and they have the five winners and they have game footage of each of them or concept art and then there's just a photo of Jason <laughs> yeah. and Fish has been cut out of it yeah I've got and, uh, Mike Wazowski yeah. yeah you got Mike Wazowski <laughs> <laughs> 
and it looks like um like Jason's the main character of like this adventure game. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's going off on an adventure. He looks so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Is that because it, was- it, it looks yeah? like it looks like there's two things. It looks like either he's made all the all the stuff that they're showing in that banner. <laughs> <laughs> Or that for those who for those who don't know what we're talking about, go to SA Film Corporation and look up the uh, SAFC Games Innovation Round Two announcement banner. Yeah, <laughs> or it just and looks look like Jason. Got super high like like AAA game graphics, and Jason's like an in-game character. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, SAFC, but um, it's not like. You can say, oh, it's a web page and it cut off the image. That's a JPEG that got saved out. Someone said, this is a good idea to just put a picture of Jason next to the other characters and in the video games and all this stuff. Lift your game, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) Come on. But that is hilarious. Like, that has to go in your your memoir or whatever. Maybe maybe we'll have to have um, Jason doing that pose on the banner of this... uh of this uh, uh, podcast. Sure. <laughs> His pixel version of him. Surely put like a live. I was we'll, thinking that. Like, and we'll cut Mark we'll along. I was thinking that. The the, just put like pixel a lot. Yeah. Like stamp over my face or something. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, all right. Well, even though, um, you know, not even though, this is your first game. You've released the first game. You're still working the other game. You have... Um, advice, I'm sure, stories to tell, and people with games, and <laughs> just started reciting in high school. But um, no, we always like to ask, uh, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the. <laughs> what did you say? We always like There's a chair in there. <laughs> what? You said that you've got stories to tell, and we have advice. I'm sure you have advice, you know, like we like to ask the guests, you know, what's your, what have you learned? What's your advice to up and coming game developers? Like you guys are up and coming game developers. So, but doing what you guys have done, which is put a game out so quick after working on another game for a year, you guys would have learned some things from this. Like, what do you find worth sharing? Like what what have you taken away from this experience? I think it's, yeah, just sort of getting out there and sort of, releasing a game i think that's the best experience you can possibly get like jump onto hio go to the game jam section like see what's coming up and just like jump into one and just try and produce some sort of short experience and to completion and release it like it doesn't really matter yeah except we really set with the intention of no one was going to play it um we're fortunate enough that yeah it did catch on a little bit but i think just the experience of getting in there and releasing something to a public so you're accountable is yeah. like, I mean, that's weird. We've game dev and being indie, you just kind of have to, you need just that sort of independence to just, you know, learn yourself and, you know, just essentially keep learning. It's, it's, an, it's like a lifelong learning thing, really trying to do like tell stories and make games in this sort of space. So you just, I guess if we were to look back on the prototypes we initially made three years ago and sort of how we've improved from there, like it would be like dramatic in terms of how we wouldn't be able to put Lua so quickly together if we weren't trying to build games for the last four years. Like we can only do that because we have, you know, been trying to build upon like our development skills yeah, like sure. this whole time. Oh, I think we lost fish. All right, he's, got if, no, he's got no advice. He's got no advice. All right, if Fish was still here, um, what do you think his advice would be, Jason? <laughs> uh, Fish, if Fish was still here, he'd, knowing Fish, he'd probably just say, try and make the biggest game possible that's like way too out of scope. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, probably just some joke about Alex. After <laughs> <laughs> insert insert joke about Alex. Yeah, insert joke about Alex. <laughs> something about my last name or something like that. Um, oh man, I kind of feel bad. Do we get him back or? I, don't know. I guess we just maybe. leave it rolling. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, if he comes back, we can splice it in, and we'll splice it in right here. So your piece of advice, Michael. Oh, 
Okay. Uh... <laughs> well, don't do a podcast off your iPad. That's one. I mean, before this even started, I was like, why are you using your iPad? Why are you crouching in the corner of your room? <laughs> um, I'd say my advice would be if you got like a really big ambitious idea and, you know, that that's pumping you up to make something, um, I mean, keep at it, but get that idea and strip away all you know, all the extra stuff you're putting in there and try and boil it down to like just to the little, the, the main little mechanic in it that's going to be operating in the game over mm. over and over again because that's what's, you got to first build that and start with that because I've fallen into that trap and been like, it's going to have this, it's going to have that, it's going to be this and etc. And then when we get to it, it starts turning into, um, it's not going to have this, it's not going to have that, it's not going to be this. So yeah, scope creep. Yeah, so um, yeah, that that would be my advice. While you were gone, we asked Jason. We were like, "What do you what do you reckon Fisher's advice would be if he doesn't come back?" And he he almost said what you said, but you would have had to have said, "Think of the biggest game and put it out. Just work on it and put it out." He, yeah. But now that's good. So boil it down. To, boil it down to the mechanic. Yeah. Put it down to mechanic and basically get it out as quick as you can is um, the, the two advice pieces of advice from you guys, which is what you guys did, really. Because um, you had your big game, which is, and you're still working on, mm. which is Howling Point. You boiled those, they're not the same mechanics down, but you boiled the the um, environment mechanic, the, like the fear of the just unknown, and you got it out to people as quick as you could. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for for joining us. Um, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Um, yeah. Uh, follow probably the best spot is our Twitter. So it's Blue Moon underscore underscore Games on Twitter. Someone already took one underscore, so <laughs> double underscore. <laughs> oh, that's good. Or just or just blue or just Blue Moon dot Games is our website as well. And you yeah, can find, and yeah, all our current, yeah, any sort of up-to-date news or anything on Lua, you can find from there. And we just Google Blue Moon Games Lua to get to the itch page. And if you're at this After point, that, we can go to bluemoongames.itch.io slash Lua. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, guys. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. As, as Palpatine said, we'll watch your career with great interest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Thanks, guys. Right, play the play the music, Costa. <laughs>